You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am Chasta, and we're back. And this week we have a very special, maybe the most special I don't know. I can't say that. My mom was the most special. The second most most special guest I've ever had on the podcast, my hubby, Jay Michaelis. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? You have to say that. No, I don't. No, I really don't. (laughs) I've been wanting to get you on the podcast um, for a million reasons. And we were going to start out on the podcast talking about something sort of kind of serious. But then we recanted. We decided not to because we don't ever. I'm speaking for the, the two of us. You can cut me off anytime you want. I didn't want us to ever come off as like saying we're the experts on things (laughs) (laughs) because we're clearly not. We we don't have the answers. We may not have any answers, Uh, but with our marriage and with relationships, we know what works for us. We know what works best for our situation, and we will eventually share that on podcast, I'm sure. But I wanted to kind of start with us just introduce ourselves, if you will, to the audience. Because I always thought that this would only be for like friends and family, <laughs> but turns out a lot of people listen to this podcast from all over the world. Don't be nervous. So from the Netherlands, from Portugal, from I'm getting all kinds of emails. So I have to introduce you, our story, and then we'll we'll answer some fun questions just to kind of get us lubed up. <laughs> kind of podcast is this? <laughs> exactly. So. Jay Michaelis, I met you in 2006. Do you remember the date? Dun, dun. October 5th. <laughs> what? No, that April is... April 21st. Close. April 19th. <laughs> That's your mom's birthday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> April 28th. Ooh, that was close. That was really close. Yeah. 2006 is when right. we met. Where did we meet? Uh, we met at the infamous Viper Room in uh, Hollywood, California. That is true. Do you want to tell the, the quick story or do you want... I, I would think the listeners want your version. I want your version of how we met, I think. I was in a, a, a band called um, Solid State Logic and we were um, frequently hitting LA from the Bay. And uh, that particular night we were playing the Viper Room. And um, if you guys don't know anything about the Viper Room, it's kind of an infamous Hollywood club. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, used to be owned by Johnny Depp. Um, he wasn't there that night or this story might be different. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. JK. So uh, we ended up playing a show and uh, like most gigs on the strip, they uh, your loadout is right on the street. Mm-hmm. So after you're done, the uh, you end up loading up your stuff right on the street. And yeah. uh, that's where I met uh, Chasta. She had uh, come up to me and uh, started chatting me up and um, I immediately noticed her gorgeous eyes mm-hmm. and it's funny this story is already not right but go uh, ahead <laughs> no it's not go your, ahead. your eyes aren't gorgeous no oh yeah yeah that's where you're wrong anyway, okay. go ahead. Go so ahead. i just remembered telling myself don't look at her eyes <laughs> so you're gonna say something stupid the girl with the green eyes so i'm playing it cool and uh we happen to have an after party at the uh, bellage like down the street and uh invited her to that and um 
Yeah, I'll let you take it from here. (laughs) (laughs) Pass the mic. So the only thing that you got wrong there was I was actually chatting with your bass player, Randall, at the time. Uh And he was chatting us up and me and my best friend, Gianna. Um, And the funny thing is, is we were there for another band. We were there for a rapper guy that opened for you. He had emailed me and asked me to come out because I had a, a talk show at the time in LA and he had asked me to come out and like recruit him for our show and he sucked but we made the night because you guys came on after him and we we're like oh this band's really good so we stayed for you guys Gianna and I noticed you behind the kit and then afterwards she did she elbowed me and she was like <laughs> she was like check out that drummer and I was like oh hey so afterwards, we were talking to Randall, and then you came up and chatted with us. And then the weird part is I was in a really weird state of mind that night because I was going through a divorce. Um, but I, So I wasn't really talkative. I know that's kind of shocking, but I really wasn't. You were chatting with my best friend Gianna the whole night. And so we left the party, and then I had given you my business card, and you texted me. I really wish you didn't have to go, and I thought you meant Gianna because you guys had been talking, and that's when you had the game of your life. And you were like, no, I'm talking to you, Green Eyes. Oh, and I was like, oh, snap. I live down the street. And so you came, or I guess you went to the corner store and got a bottle of No, wine. no, there's hospitality. Oh, the, you stole the it. Par- I, I, I looked at my bandmates and I was like, screw you. I'm out of here. So, yep. uh, yeah, so literally uh, music brought us together. That's true. So, that is true. We spent uh, sense. the bulk of that night sitting on the front porch, the stoop as we call it, of my Beverly Hills apartment, drinking wine, talking about music. That was the bulk of our very first conversation. It was a beautiful night. We've been together mostly ever since. Um, and I say mostly because it took us a couple months to get together because you lived up here and I lived down in L.A. So you were dating others. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> no. Yes. Nope. Uh, anyways, after a couple of months and I threw the hammer down, we became a couple because I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this casual thing. So like when you're serious, let me know. And until no. then, we'll be friends. I wasn't like, I wasn't even rude about it. I was just like, no, that no. is exactly how it happened. I had no, I had to snatch you up. That is not true. Yeah. I mean, you're, you needed to, you're right. Yeah, and but you lived like far away. I did. I did. Thank you for moving up here, by the way. <laughs> I think, I think you're doing marvelous. Uh, I feel like I'm doing all right. I knew it all along. Oh, here we go. I did. It's all part of my plan. Mm-hmm. He always says that. All right. So fast forwarding to the rest of our story. That was 2006. Um, I moved up here in 2008 after we had long distance relationship for two and a half years, which was a really long time. And gas went over $5 a gallon. And we were like, holy crap. So it was a very practical conversation of like, are we, what are we doing here? And so we, I moved up and then we got engaged the following year. And then we got married in 2010. And here we are in 2020 and we have a four-year-old Cody. Um, So that's kind of the quick timeline. But here's the thing. I was actually going to bring Jay on to talk about um, having a relationship in quarantine. And we were kind of going to go heavy and deep on this. But then here's the truth of the matter. Just like keeping it real with you guys. Dave and Rachel Hollis, a couple that I intensely follow like I in my head and best friends with those people they don't know who I am we've never met and Jay knows this he hears me talk about Dave and Rachel all the time like we know each other like we're besties they got uh, divorced they announced their divorce three weeks ago or something like that and it shook me to the core it shook me and so all of a sudden Jay and I started talking about like oh my god like if they could get divorced like nobody's safe and that's what I thought we would like start talking about today 
But it felt weird to just jump right into that because it would maybe seem that we thought we were experts when we're definitely not. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people need, I should be videoing. People need to see your facial expressions. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I thought it might be a little bit more fun to introduce you to the audience with some questions. So these questions I came up with, I didn't come up with them. I got them from two different sources, the New York Times and another website that I can't remember right now. I'll put it in the show notes. But I kind of combined them and I picked the best of the best. But they're, one of the titles for the New York Times was 36 questions. We're not doing all 36. 36 questions to make you fall in love again. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So I took some of those and then I took some funny ones from another article. And here we go. So we're going to go through these questions. You're going to get to know Jay and probably me. And who knows? I might learn something about Jay and he might learn something about me. I doubt it. What? I'm you scared. Look, you look scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, <clears throat> if you were in a witness protection program, what would be your new name and where would you go? Wow. Right? It'd probably be Dirk Diggler. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I live in uh, North Hollywood. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where I used to live. Okay. All right. No, 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 no. We're not going North with Hollywood. That. Not North Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you're sticking with Dirk Diggler, but you're moving somewhere. All right. Yeah. Where are you living? Like Italy or something. That's a good choice. Yeah. I'm going with Cindy Mancini. That was my. <laughs> That was my favorite character from the movie Can't Buy Me Love when I was a little girl. I loved that movie. Yes, when Patrick Dempsey, what McSteamy was a dork. I loved his love interest in that movie, Cindy Mancini. And I always, that was like, if I met a guy that I wasn't totally into, I didn't want to give him my real name, I gave him that name. <laughs> and then somewhere in the country, probably somewhere in the backwoods of Louisiana, because I'd be close to New Orleans. If it were somewhere else than probably Thailand because you could get easily lost in Thailand and nobody would ever hear from you again and that's my favorite place on the planet one of my favorite places okay given the choice of anyone in the world whom would you want as a dinner guest mm, living or ah uh, it doesn't matter let's go with either first and then we'll move right. from there Anthony Bourdain you stole mine. That you knew that was my answer. Nope. Yeah, that, I, I said it first. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked you first. All right, Anthony Bourdain. That was also my choice. Mm -hmm. But we we adored Anthony for a million different reasons. We watched him all the time when he died. It literally took part of our soul. We were devastated. Um, so clearly he's dead. We can't do that. Who would be your your alive choice? Lemmy. Who would be your alive choice? <laughs> Great. All your favorites are dead. Then this is depressing already. Jesus. Hmm. I don't know. You don't have an alive? No, because I, I don't want to steal another one of yours. Okay, Barack Obama. Is that who you were going to say? Uh, it's kind of, yeah, maybe Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell's a great one. Yeah. Although I will say, I interviewed Perry one time, and it is all over the place. So Perry has to come alone, because if he and Etty are there, they just end up arguing. Because <laughs> I was on the phone with him, and she jumped in and got on another phone, and it, it became a conference call, and it was nuts. Right. It was hilarious, but nuts. It's like my parents. <laughs> I'm going to put her on speaker. Hold on. Let me put her on speaker. Um, Barack Obama would be my choice. Or more realistically, W. Kamau Bell. You know how much I love Kamau oh, yeah. Bell. I've interviewed him a few times. He lives across the bay. I feel like we legitimately could be besties if we had time to like cure our friendship. I think his wife would love me. I think you guys would get along. I think our kids could have a great time. I just, uh, yeah, he's a bestie I'm, in my I'm head. I'm down with that one, too. Yeah, Kamau. I think he's a Soundgarden fan, too. He it? is. He is yeah. a Soundgarden fan. We've talked it's a lot nice. about music. I think we just have a lot to chat about. I like really great deep dinner conversations, and the times I've chatted with him, they've been really good. 
So I would love to have a drink with him and, and get into some good conversations. All right. If you could get away with a crime, would you? And if yes, what would the crime be? Any crime. Oh, I already got away with it. What? I stole your heart. Oh, God. You guy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just threw up. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Um, I'm going to go with no. Maybe robbing a bank, but I feel like no, because nah. I'm too by the book. You know me. I can't. Mm-hmm. There's I, no way. I can't break rules. It would eat at me. I would have to end up confessing. It would be a whole dramatic situation. Uh, it, you're the one waking up the uh, airport <laughs> security. Of course. Is he go asleep? Ahead, go ahead. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Go ahead and tell that story. I don't think I should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell the uh, the PC version of that story. Uh, we were going, I don't even remember where we were going. We were going on some trip. and this, Was it Maria? Yeah. We were going to French Polynesia, uh, international trip, and we were putting our bags through the like you know scanner thing. And the guy, the security guard, was asleep, and I was legitimately annoyed with the fact that he was asleep. And Jay thought I was like totally being a tattletale because I was I was concerned that he was not checking our bags thoroughly. I did not want him to check my bag, and there could have been a reason. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crimes, you got away. <laughs> there you anyway. go. <laughs> There's my answer. <laughs> Steal your heart first. Yes, yes. Then get away with crimes. Okay. <laughs> it's legal now. We'll just put it that way. All right. Would you like to be famous? And if so, in what way? Um, I don't know. I mean, of course, I'm a musician. And to get accolades doing something you love always feels good, to be honest. Right. You of know? course. But, I mean, what type of fame? I'm, to, to be honest, I'm not famous, obviously. But I, I'm happy because I get to pay my bills and mortgage through music and that's all I ever wanted right right that was your dream seriously yeah. <laughs> just to have a, you yeah. know my piece of the pie yeah as Boston lyric yeah <laughs> um, you're well known in your career as a professional drummer um, whether you want to call that famous or not like you're you're well known and you get accolades and so that's all anybody could hope for yeah in their career I think that goes for our industry because like for my industry working in music and TV and radio and TV, um, if you're, if you become famous, like being famous was never the goal. Mm-mm. Like it just, because it just feels gross to me and fame is something that I, I find very strange because we're all just the same humans. I've never really understood it. Even though there are people that I desperately look up to just like you do. I still don't get it. Like, you know, when people come up and they're like, oh, my God, I get and they're excited because they listen to me or whatever. It just it's bizarre to me. So fame was never the goal. But the goal is, is to succeed in your career. And in our career, fame would equal success. Like if you're a if you're a great banker, you're probably not going to be famous. But if you're a great TV personality or a great radio personality or a great rock drummer, then you might have some sort of fame. Mm-hmm. So in our industry, it kind of equates to something else. So I guess. The answer is kind of. <laughs> would you, let's see, what song would you sing for your American Idol audition? Wow. Mm-hmm. All jokes aside? Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't know. No, um, you could have a joke if you want. What's that high-pitched song that you sang? <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like it would be something from, Dio. From Casey and the Sunshine Band? <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. Mine would be uh, Janis Joplin, me and my Bobby McGee, except until the end. Like, I could only have, like, a chunk in the middle that I could hit, but at the end where she goes off and goes high, no way. Can't do that. But a uh, solid solid choice in the middle there. What would constitute a perfect day for you? I'm still thinking about the American Idol oh. song. <laughs> I thought it was Casey and the Sunshine Band. 
That's not a song. That's I a know, band. but it's something from them. No, you. It, no, it would be uh, maybe a kink song or something. Well, you do sing a kink like song that. every single night to our son, so I have practice. Yeah, you have a lot of practice with that one. Yeah. All right, perfect day for you. Perfect day would be hanging with my family and making food and watching the sunset mm-hmm. with a cocktail. And mm-hmm. We've been doing all of what you yeah. said a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so well, since, we're, since we're in quarantine, that's all I have memory of. <laughs> Was there a life before quarantine? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Uh, Seriously. Right? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, mine is very similar. Mine, although, is outside in nature, like on a hike or on a walk yeah, or absolutely. a bike ride or a run, like physically being Beach. active. Yeah. yeah. Um, something like that. With you and Cody, or any day at Disney, period. <laughs> That's just just being real. Speaking of Disney. Disney's rad, but... It is rad, but it, it costs a lot. I know what you're going to say. Uh, you know, I love Disney. You I, love I was Disney. a hater. Don't I was a hater. To, yeah, don't and try then, to be too cool right and now. And then um, I uh, flipped the switch there, because seeing, seeing it through Cody's eyes. Yes, exactly. absolutely. That changes the game. Yeah, when I was dragging you to Disney before we had kids and only a pit bull, I don't think that you had the appreciation level that you have now. All right, when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? Last night? Yeah. Every day of our lives. Yeah, twice twice a day. Every day. To our kid. Yes. He gets, we just did the math yesterday. He yes. gets eight songs a Every day. Every day. He I gets, think we're going to have to cut back. <laughs> he gets two songs from each of us. I don't think he deserves all that. Hey! <laughs> stop that. He doesn't even listen. He does too. He, he, he listens does. to me. Yeah. You got to, dude, you got to turn on the charm when you're right. singing with the kid. I, yeah, you got to have respect you do. when someone's singing you a song. That's true. He can't be kicking you in the face. He gets, <laughs> he gets four books and eight songs a day. He is one spoiled kid. Yeah. All right. Uh, what scene from a non-horror movie scared you as a child? You know, thinking back, it's, I mean, Star Wars, the original Star Wars is not a horror movie. But right. when they're in that medical uh, this medical scene, uh-huh. I guess, with uh, Darth Vader, and then that hovering Needle. black ball yeah. with the needle yeah i saw it when i was cody's age and had oh, and had God. night nightmares and you wanted to show him that you wanted him to sit down and watch that with you clearly it's too cody's, early he's much tougher yeah <laughs> that's probably true he has my <laughs> genes let's be real um my answer for that is not even a movie it's not it's a non-horror uh, music video i have two of them actually tom petty don't come around here no more whenever the alice in wonderland scene when they're eating alice's cake at the end that horrifies me to this day. When I watch it, it completely freaks me out. Completely freaks me out. Also, Faith No More's epic, The Flopping Fish. Oh, that's killer, though. I, that one always I, scared me. I don't know why. Maybe that was part of why so I became symbolic, a vegetarian. <laughs> I know, I know. But I was pretty young when I saw that the first time. All right, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? This is actually a very hard one to answer. You could go a lot of different Repeat directions. the question, please. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I'd take the body of a 30-year-old. Forever. Well, I mean, the body encompasses the brain now. Maybe, no, I don't think of. that's how this question works, but All good right. spin. Because if you're in that good of shape at 90, then your brain's pretty good. Maybe. Yeah, that's actually a good argument. Yeah. I actually... I chose body for less pain and less yeah, health issues. Totally. Because if, if your body is always 30, then your brain is the only thing that you have to be concerned with. And let's That's just, just hope that That's just regular, works out. normal, old age. 
What? Your, your brain? Your brain could be like a 25. Well, some 30, people can keep their brain I mean? forever. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. So, yeah, body. We're we're it sounds very vain, but I'm really going for the less pain. I don't want a lot yeah, of pain. Yeah, no, my knees hurt. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite viral YouTube video? We were just talking about this yesterday. I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> that one just gets me. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever seen that one, but that, that's the most recent one. I'll pro- I'll try to put a link to it in the uh, the show notes. Oh, oh, mine is uh is the Johnny Wood. What's that one? I think they're in Huntington Beach, and uh, some yuppie dude is driving like a a convertible Beamer with like a wave storm surfboard out the back, and he's tra- he's pissed because he's getting clowned, mm-hmm. and he does <laughs> he does like a a burnout, but he. In the midst of trying to be tough in his Mercedes, he uh, hits a fire hydrant, <laughs> and you know, Jay likes the to guy's make like fun Johnny of Wood. Johnny Good Wood. job, Johnny Wood. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I have yeah, to I'm not it. even in the water. I just snowboard and skate. But you still like to make fun of kooks. Well, we're all kooks <laughs> in some way. Yeah. My favorite YouTube video is the Screaming Gopher. For sure, does not get better than that ever. It makes me laugh. Every single time. I've seen it a million times. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Going from laughs to darkness. Yikes. I know, right? Mm, no. There you go. I don't, e- <laughs> I don't I either, don't. but I do have a vision for my funeral. Sidebar question. Do you have a vision for your funeral? Have you ever thought about your funeral in detail? In great detail like I have. I have a no. playlist. I have no. a vision. I, no. I get out my dark side on the drum set. <laughs> I release Clearly those I demons. <laughs> Clearly I don't. <laughs> All right, if you could break any world record, which one would it be? Oh, wow. Uh, probably, I don't know. Double pedal something? <laughs> yeah. Fastest double pedal? Yeah, it's probably something like that. Uh, something with drums, I would assume. Speed, or is snowboarding. Speed isn't everything. I know, but, or snowboarding. Snowboarding, yeah. Some, like, crazy flip twist thing or bobber. Yeah. Yeah. Mine would be fastest long distance runner, because I think it would be really cool, like, at the beginning of my first probably minute and a half of running, like when I'm super fast, I'm like, I feel so good to run like the wind. And then it all goes downhill from there. If I could keep that stamina, that would be fun. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Music. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Not po- always. Politics. Yeah, definitely. Decor. For sure. Home decor. <laughs> for sure. That's a big one, folks. It is. <laughs> It's made our lives actually a lot easier, especially when you renovate a house. That's all the divorce stories right there. <laughs> Fighting over decor. <laughs> honey, honey, where's my kegerator going to go? Let's put it in the living room. <laughs> Jay actually has a very, very, very good taste in decor. That's true. I call him Jacques. He has a side, <laughs> he has a side personality that can pick out some mad home decor. And oui, thank oui. God for that. Wee oui, wee oui is right. If someone wrote a biography about you, what do you think the title should be? That's a hard one. Oh, I'm not prepared for that one. Okay, skip. <laughs> um, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> what is that? But people have to read it just like that. I did my best. I did my best. Actually, I'm going to steal that one. Ditto. That you, we're not going to We're not going to top that. That's good. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Uh, you and Cody, for sure. For sure. Ditto again. Wow, I'm real original. What bad habit do you have that you now know you need to break, but you just don't really want to? <laughs> That's easy. Probably the late night spoons of peanut butter mm-hmm. and crackers and yeah. peanuts. Yeah. You do have shots a of milk. snack attack. <laughs> shots of milk. Yeah. He does all of that that he just listed in one full swoop. It is amazing. I'm going to make a 
candy bar. A candy bar? It's going to have like chocolate, Milk in it? <laughs> peanut butter, Ritz. Actually sounds good. And yeah. You right? did blow my mind last night with the ice cream and almonds. Ice cream and I will say that and smokehouse almonds. It was a which was it sounds weird. It was strawberry ice cream with smokehouse almonds. I will say it was really delicious. Oh, dude, straight to my hips. Typically, I don't go for your snacking uh, stuff, but that was pretty good. All right, uh, mine is drinking beer. I really wish I could give up beer. I only drink it on the weekends, but I still wish I could give it up. But you know, I just don't want to. Uh, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Um, first, I thought of like seeing the future, but I don't mm. know if I want to see the future. Mm, I don't. Only it's if the it's good, good. Ba- good, bad, and ugly, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. And then we're just in the Matrix. And then... Yeah. Um, to fly. <laughs> Would you want to fly? That'd be pretty cool. I have to like clarify with the question because it isn't an ability that is real. Because I would love to teleport. Is it a superpower? Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. That's different. That just needs some clarification. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, teleport I would love to do. Or is it like, an ability to touch your toes? Yeah, I was going to say, if it's just a regular ability, I suck at push-ups. Like, really suck. Like, I'm horrible form, and I can't. I have very weak upper body. I got to work People on right that. now are like, no, superpower. Superpower. Chasta. Then teleport. I already said mine. Teleport where? Anywhere I want. I could go to Thailand. Blank. I'm there. How amazing would that be? What if it was like only happened when you were like scared or constipated or something? <laughs> constipated? <laughs> <laughs> Am I scared of being constipated? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You're hell? like, oh no, oh no. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm in New York. And, <laughs> with my pants down on a toilet in yeah. like Central. And then you're, you're in another porta potty like oh. gross porta potty somewhere oh else. man see this if anyone ever that's, wondered what my gross. my husband's brain is like we you just experienced it there you go <laughs> and it always comes back to potty humor always <laughs> oh that's pretty funny um if a theme song played every time you entered a room what would it be shaft <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> you get I, snorts over i here. don't know what mine would be i don't know i don't know i'd have to think about that I have a feeling it would be on my running playlist, though. I'd have to go through that. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time that you haven't done? If so, why haven't you done it? I mean, skating a lot more, but I can't. I was never any good, but it was very enjoyable. Yeah. But if I break an arm, I was just gonna we say. can't pay our mortgage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That is a true statement. That kind of stuff. This is why Getting whenever old sucks. you... Yeah, well... It, I mean, but it can happen to anybody. Age <coughs> isn't the reason, the only reason. Um, I would doubt, I mean, I'd have to be full, like, padded up because I would break something for sure. Yeah. Well, also, when you stage dive, things happen. Oh, yeah. That's an issue, too. That so, was just a couple years ago. That was one year ago. Never last grow up. Month. Never grow up, kids. <laughs> and broke a shoulder. That was. Anyway. Dislocated. Mm, dislocated. Either way. Moving on. Bad life choice. <laughs> <laughs> what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? You and Cody. Am I an accomplishment? Snagging me? I think I Snag- snagged you. I feel accomplishment. Like- well, whole accomplishment would be our marriage. It's it's ever evolving. Uh, very well said. Ever evolving, and very it takes good. work. Mm-hmm. Not that much work. It shouldn't take that much work. It doesn't take ours. Thank so God. Knock on wood. People does are not like, take oh that man, man, it's so much work. I mean, yes, you got to work on your shit, mm-hmm. but um, 
it's just been a pleasure being in quarantine with you. <laughs> See, this is what I want to talk about. Well, on the next, on the next episode, maybe not the very next, but next was time we'll talk about that. Uh, what is your greatest accompli- accomplishment of your Co- life? It would be C- Cody. I think Cody is the obvious answer. Like raising a human seems to be the yeah. obvious answer. What about the non-family answer to that? Um, because I think that's that's a go-to answer. I would say opening anyone. up a music center was kind of cool. I would say providing uh, keeping a music center open yeah. for as long as you have <laughs> in circumstances like a quarantine and and the fact that we live in the craziest most yeah. expensive place in the world that's a huge accomplishment. It's been, not been a cakewalk. Yeah, that and I give you all the props in the world because I see how stressful that is. We live very uh, unorthodox. Unorthodox lives. <laughs> that's a good word for it. Um, <clears throat> my greatest accomplishment would be, well, obviously Cody, but professionally. I would be staying in radio for 18 years. I would say that's a biggie. And also uh, holding it down as the only female on a ton of stations that I've worked for, including the one right now. Um, We do have one other part-time female radio host, Dana, who I freaking adore. uh, But she doesn't get to work that often because of quarantine, especially now. Uh, But as far as a full-timer, I'm oftentimes the only female full-timer. And that feels really good. That makes me very proud. I'm proud of you, by the way. Thank you. I love you. Um, can I add on? Yeah, of to, course. Let me just pile it on. Pile on. I would say with my students over the years, mm-hmm. contributing, you know, passing the, the proverbial torch, I guess, yeah. the musical torch. Yeah. I see a lot of my students that come back and they're, you know, get scholarships and are still creating. And I'd say that's that's a pretty good one. That feels good. Of course. Well, um, seeing it Because that's circle. all it's, it's done for me, you know. It's provided a lot for me, like all the amazing people mm-hmm. that I've met through music. and Yeah. So they try to pass that along to the uh, to the students, too. Yeah. Um, single with Slash isn't bad. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a huge one, too. Um, working with Sylvia, too. Yeah, Sylvia Matthew. Tool and Mike, yeah. Mike Clank, Appetite for Destruction. And You've worked with some amazing people in the music industry. Playing the Cow Palace was cool. Yeah, I'm sad I missed that one. Yeah. I didn't know you then, but and but, you also uh, had some major soccer accomplishments too, that I'm sure you're very proud of. Um, yeah, I just yeah. Again, I wasn't part of that. Was pre Chasta soccer yeah. days was pre Chasta days, but right. I do I do miss that actually. Yeah, I'll go and enter uh, you know a, a fogey pickup league or something. But again, going back to the bodily <laughs> injury and the fact that our mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens um, when you're you're married to a professional musician, especially one that uses all of his limbs to play that instrument and it actually pays all of your bills. Um, yeah, things like snowboarding, skateboarding, playing s- rough sports like soccer where you could actually break things. Well, that, I was a that becomes a, yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, you broke your nose how many times? Four. Yeah, so I mean, you know, although I guess you One was snowboarding. You, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't really need your nose to play uh, drums, but every other appendage the is dude, very valuable. The dude from Raven does. What? <laughs> <laughs> he played the, the the set with his head. Are you serious? <laughs> Look it up, everybody. Uh, that I did not know. You learn yeah. something new every day. <laughs> yeah, so I guess hockey, you do. A hockey helmet on. Like okay, <laughs> that's what you're gonna start wearing. A little metal tidbit. <laughs> oh my god! All right, a couple more because we're going off the rails now. What is your most treasured memory? Our wedding was was pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I mean, we did it good. We did. We did. We walked down to. Fluff by Black Sabbath, walked back. Uh, Thank you by Led Zeppelin. No, we played that in the middle. We walked back to Walking on the Moon. The Police. Walk. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's all a blur. 
<laughs> a good blur. Um, and then having Cody. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's a crazy, that's a mind-blowing thing. No one prepares you for that. No, they don't. They don't prepare you for the actual physical giving birth of it. Although I don't think that you could be prepared. Mentally, I certainly wasn't. Well, physically, I guess I wasn't either. Um, but the next question is, what is your most terrible memory? And I have to say that my answer to both of those questions is actually the same thing. My most treasured memory is having Cody, like physically having a baby, because that was like the most um, raw, crazy moment of my life. And then the ecstasy that comes at the end of holding that little bundle of joy in your arms, and like it was created out of love. And then here it is. And it's a living, breathing thing. And you like will have it forever. God willing. That is just that still I, ca I cannot wrap my head around that. But when I say terrible memory, because it was a horrific, <laughs> horrific physical thing that I never could have imagined that I could have survived. Having a child without any medication wouldn't recommend it. Hard pass. Don't do it. If there's any way out of it, I'm telling you right now, don't try to be cool. Don't try to be hippie chick that's going to have a baby <laughs> in a pool. Like, just don't do it to in yourself. It's 2020. We have medicine for these types of things. Just don't. Just don't. Anyway, what is your most terrible memory? Watching me have a child without any pain <laughs> medication. <laughs> no, it was definitely was worth brutal. it. I'll say yeah, that. Uh, yeah. It was obviously Absolutely. worth it. But I Absolutely. would not sign up to do that pain or uh, medication free again. Okay. Yeah. So when, when I realized that you missed your epidural, oh. I was like, can I get some water? <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. It's all about me. That is a true story. It really is all about me. I was in it for the long haul. I was like, all right, if we're here 12 hours. I'm going to need a little water. You you were asking for water. As 20 I, minutes later, Cody popped out. Not even 20 <laughs> minutes later. It was more like five <laughs> minutes later. But either way, that was really – we'll have to – one day when we do a longer podcast, we'll do uh, – we'll tell that full story. Yeah. Wow. That was terrifying. Okay. Terrifying? Terrifying? What's my – What's the, repeat the question. What is your most terrible memory? Terrible memory. My second would be my dad's death. And that feels really weird to say that with having a baby. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about having a baby, I'm only talking about the pain involved. My dad's death was everything involved. It was the worst, worst, worst experience of my life. Hands down. Oh, we're going to get kind of heavy here. Uh, terrible memory. Probably, I mean, my parents' divorce. Yeah. But fight, fighting my dad. Yeah. That's, that's not a good one. Yeah. No, that's, you were young, obviously. Twelve, thirteen. Yeah, young, crucial age, mm -hmm. brutal age yeah. for anything like that. Um, okay, last couple here. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Uh, it's major. You know, everybody needs love and affection, especially from the ones that they deem important. It's very important. That Can I say that it's your love language? <laughs> Are you gonna get mad if I break that open? I'm, I'm, I'm a hugger. Well, words of affirmation, you. yeah. you're almost tied. Words of affirmation and physical touch are your love languages. So right. I would say it's very high for you. Um, and it's very high for me. Like, I'm all about love. I mean, you and I both have love tattooed on our hands or on our wrist. Um, you know, we never leave this house or leave a phone call or walk away from our son without saying I love you. So I feel like it's definitely the cornerstone of our family, our traditional little three-person family here for sure and we're very affectionate with our child i mean i probably hug and kiss and cuddle and carry that kid way too much probably way more than i should all right last question here share with your partner we'll end on a funny one share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life okay um i was at nam this is one of my 
point. Sorry, I stuck my foot in my mouth a little bit. Oh, man. You can do that. Hey, (laughs) easy. We call those J-bone moments. Anyway. Okay. So, moving on. (laughs) So, it was in uh, the Zildjian suite. This is before my uh, Peisty endorsement. Zildjian is a symbol company. And just so everyone knows who's not in the music industry, NAM is a huge music convention that happens every year. Like everybody who's anybody yeah. goes to NAM at some point in their career, and it's a big schmooze fest. Go on. And so I ended up chatting. You know, it was probably only like six people in there, mm-hmm. and I chatted a bunch of you know drummers, but Mr. Zildjian was there and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And uh, I ended up um, meeting uh, Terry Lynn Carrington, who played for Herbie Hancock. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this at the time, so I just said, "Do you work for Zildjian?" Oh, and like the week later, oh. I saw her on the the cover of uh, Modern Drummer. So <laughs> I was, uh, um, Ooh, yeah, no, it was one of those. Just God. like, oh, we've all had those. Yeah, she's amazing player, amazing drummer, and now you know, super nice. Yeah, yeah, super nice. Was she but humble about it, or totally. what, what was the moment? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, no, she was totally cool. But no, I was, you know, it's one of those. Oh God, I hate those moments. <laughs> I hate those moments. Yeah. Um, mine is a physical flub. When I was um, in seventh grade, I was a brand new cheerleader. Being a cheerleader in Sulphur, Oklahoma, where I'm from, is a big old deal. And so I was very excited that I had made the cheerleading squad. We had to try out and all that stuff. Um, so it was our first pep rally. I was really nervous. I was really excited. I was also a little bit chubby. And so I ran out. I was supposed to run out whenever they called your name. Like, up next, Chasta Freeman. Of course, my maiden name. So I'm running, I'm running. And all I attempted to do, literally all I attempted to do was one single cartwheel. And I ate shit. (laughs) I mean, like, like, again, I was a little chubby. So I don't know if my arms were not strong enough going back to the thing that I can't do push-ups. Oh, yeah. It's a pep rally. Like, literally everyone (laughs) from... Uh, my school was in the stands and they called my name and I ran, 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 ran my little chubby ass off. And then I went to do a cartwheel and my arms just gave out. It goes back to the, I need to do more pushups thing. They just gave out and I literally landed straight on my face. I can't believe I didn't break my nose or knock my teeth. You, you, you gumbied. I gumbied. And then I just, <laughs> I just, I mean, oh, it, there was nothing graceful about it. I mean, I just ate shit like the hardest I've ever in my entire life. In front I did of the that school. It's super fun. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend. I did that that. at uh, I think it was Candlestick. Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) that's worse. Fill in the blanks. Everybody knows Candlestick. Oh my God, were were you like down the stairs or something? Oh, were you? I was goofing off and like do 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 do. (laughs) do. (laughs) The steps are really long. Yeah. Right. So I was like mistimed it and then (laughs) high sided, just face first, and then dragged my knuckles down like three or four of cement stairs. Oh, just no. knuckle dragged it <laughs> just, to keep, just to keep your head off the ground, you know, <laughs> trying not to bounce your chin off the stairs. <laughs> I shouldn't. I get so up and that. then all like all of my knuckles are just blasted because oh. basically I just kind of uh, tobogganed <laughs> yes. on my knuckles. <laughs> oh God, that's painful. Just, you know. Yeah. He's like, awful. not the nose again. Yeah, right? <laughs> Keep the head up. Keep it up. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of terrible falls in my time. I am yeah. used to be a lot more clumsy than I am now. I don't know. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. I don't eat shit again. But 
Anyway, all right. Well, that was fun. That was about half the list of questions that I actually had down, but I think people have probably had enough of us by now. So there you go. That's our start. That is our introduction, our brief introduction to uh, Jay and I and our story and our uh, silly or serious answers. I think next time we will talk about something a little bit more um, important or deep. But just as that disclaimer, like we we never claim to be experts on anything or have any specific answers or feel like the way that we do it is the only way, whether it's our relationship, our parenting skills, whatever that is, you know, just, just know that if we ever come on here and talk about things, it's just for what works with us. And we're just having, just having some fun here. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah. super honored. <laughs> Proud of you. Thank you. I love you. Love you, too. Thank you for being here. All right, you guys. Next week, I don't know what's coming up. We'll see together. We'll find out together. If you want to reach out to me, you can send me an email, chastonair at gmail.com. For all of you that have reached out, thank you so much. Your uh, emails, especially from people like all over the world, has kind of blown me away. Um, so thank you. And I have been getting a lot of messages this week about the Rock Your Life merch, which I do have up for grabs. And you know what? This week is my birthday, so I may do a discount code for my merch this week to celebrate my last year of my 30s. Oh, God. Benny Goodman and uh, be th- forever 39. Yeah, that's what my dad was. He always wore a button every year. I'm old. Year. <laughs> you just, you just referenced <laughs> Benny Goodman. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I'll do a merch code this week. So watch the website, chastalin.com for that. And, of course, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Chastalin. Twitter is Chasta, and Facebook is Chasta Radio. Until next time, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. And remember, rock your life.